What's going on, folks? Welcome to an oh, I'm sorry, mini sold, mini sold, mini sold, mini sold. It's the mini sold. What's going on, folks? Welcome to another Tales from the Hood mini sold. We are happy to be bringing you another episode filled with wonderful emails from you to us. Affirmative Murder at gmail.com is where you can send those in if you want to be a part of the experience and you know continue to fuel what this podcast is. Fran, how you feeling, man? I'm doing good, man. What's up? Not much. I'm just. Ready to get into these emails, yeah, you know? Is, 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 we don't, we you don't like good ones. I think so. Okay, as always, um, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. You'll be the judge of that. And Fran is a harsh judge. I am. Um, Call me uh, Young Simon. <laughs> young, young, <laughs> young Simon. Y U N G Simon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, this, we're going to kick things off again. One more time. Affirmative Murder at Gmail Get those emails in. Be a part of this. Help us continue to. We can't. We can't do it without emails. So get them in. Um, this email that we're going to kick things off with is from a listener named Momo. Okay. Titled "Tales from the Hood: Insane Day of Misspent Youth." All right. Yeah. Ominous. Hey, Alvin and Fran. My name is Momo. I started listening to y'all back in September when Alvin filled in on Wine and Crime on a Wine and Crime episode, and have been hooked ever since. It's awesome to have black male voices within this topic, and y'all are funny as hell. One of my favorite moments was on episode 251 when you go on about Chuck E. Cheese in the ghetto. I was crying so hard I was literally sobbing. So much that I had to leave my room so that my roommates wouldn't think I was upset. Anyway, I don't have a ton of tales, but one in particular came back to me the other day when I was driving to my hometown to visit my parents. Back in the day when I was 17 or 18, my then boyfriend and a group of his friends were involved, in a, were involved with a shady dude who was a dealer. I'm going to change the names to make it as vague as possible. So let's call my ex Jack. Jack was Andrew's backup when he would do drop offs. Oh, we're getting into some stuck nitty gritty fucking drug dealing shit. Fucking <laughs> Cheech and Chong shit. I'm into it. Not that Jack was a really tough guy, but he was big. He was a big, dumb lackey type and just followed suit. They had one or two sticky moments, but not enough to scare them away from what they were doing. Is that some of that sweet Skrilla, that sweet moolah? <coughs> Excuse me, that's dangerous. Man. Oh yeah, and then when you're young like that, you can convince yourself like we're just selling weed. Yeah, but if somebody finds out you're selling mean weed and got a pocket full of money, she can get she real can for you real, real quick. She might pull a gun on you. Whoo! And you just think we're, we got a little after school job? Nah, she can get real, man. Hey, man, don't if dibble and dabble die, in the streets, man. People in dire need, and it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll rob a kid yeah, that I'll, has some weed in his pocket. Fuck that kid. Yeah, man, fuck him. <laughs> You're just like We're just two kids Just you know Having some fun Like yeah. man till the, when, the, when they put the toast To your fucking temple Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shit No thank you I'm fine with the fact I'm That good. I was a square I'm You know good. what I'm saying I'm like I'm good I have people approach me In high school Like hey man You wanna get in on them <laughs> No thank you sir Oh I'm okay Matter of fact I'm gonna get out of the I was like uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. In, in uh, Boys in the Hood like, Yo pull over the car Yo, pull the car over. I'm just getting out. Getting out? Yeah, like. I don't want to be involved. Bro, we're just going to go do some underage drinking. Pull the car over. 
<laughs> getting out. I don't fuck around with that. <laughs> so like like like, like uh, Momo said, they had a couple of sticky situations, but nothing that would scare them away from what they were doing. That was until this day, oh. which was a completely wild, sad, and fucked up kind of a day. We were on our way from where we were living at the time. We had to do a pickup at Andrew's dealer's house and then run a few errands. But errands is in quote, you know, drop off drugs to people. As we crested a hill off switchback. I don't know what that means. As we crested a hill off switchback. I guess that's a, a road. I don't know. Momo, I'm not from your town. <laughs> what a crazy thing to say to somebody. I know your slang. We, we crested, <laughs> as we crested a hill off switchback. Like, what if a, That sounds illegal. That's, is that sex? Like, I don't know what you just say to me. That's, don't talk to me like that, Momo. That's crazy. As we crested a hill off switchback. No, we need this, an update on this. Yeah, hey, listen, Momo, send us in another email to let us know what cresting a hill off switchback means because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What the hell are you talking about? Anyway, uh, so, yeah. So, we, as we crested a hill off switchback, this woman driving... A uh, souped up Dodge truck was trying to get off the side of the road, but hit the accelerator too hard on the side of the road where she had parked was nothing but super soft dirt and gravel. She immediately fishtailed, swerved into some boulders. Where do you live? Why are you, ra- you raging like it's a rap song? Yeah, it <laughs> fucked me up, bro. The, the, the hitting the crest off the switchback. That's like some Kendrick Lamar shit. I'm trying to. <laughs> I got to snap out of it. Yes. <laughs> and flip it to bop bop to skip it to ta-ta and gravel and, the gravel and dirt. Um, she immediately fishtailed, swerved into some boulders a few, a few feet away and flipped the truck. Mm. She was going so fast that it toppled end over end. The scariest part was that she nearly flipped her truck onto the little 89 Honda Accord that I drove at the time. Oh. Thank God I swerved quickly enough because we would have been crushed and possibly killed. Man. So, of course, we pulled over. Jack ran across the street to check on her, and I dialed 911. According to Jack, he stuck his head into the smashed-out windshield and yelled at the woman before grabbing the keys and turning off the ignition. He was a dick to her, but in hindsight, she was probably in shock. A red flag I should have been waving, but it took me another 10 years to see the light. Damn, he was in a long-term relationship. I thought they were in high school. Damn, shit. He <laughs> rotted out. Um... Other vehicles pulled off and helped her get out of the truck and off the road. It took first responders what seemed like forever to get there. But it was like more so more so like 30 minutes, she says. And I knew for a fact that the nearest bay was less than 10 minutes away. So that spooked me more. I don't. What does that mean? Like water? Momo, we don't live where you live. I don't know what, a, what bay. What bay are you talking about? crests and bays and i don't know what these things mean so the nearest but apparently the nearest bay was 10 minutes away so maybe the like uh, emergency room i don't fucking know momo you got me again stumped twice uh but the nearest bay was about 10 minutes away so that spooked me even more um from our vantage point slightly above the valley where do you live i could see and hear fire trucks pd ambulances running but they weren't coming in our direction Once officers and paramedics arrived, we gave statements. The officers assigned to us commended me for my reaction time after he looked at the tire streaks that I left in the road. He's like fucking Vin Diesel. Shaken up, our dumbasses called Andrew, explained to him what was going on, and we left to go pick him up. As we pulled up to the dealer's house, we saw him standing in the driveway, eyes crazy, pacing. It looked like he was waiting for us. 
We were still shaken up as I put the car in park. Talking about the accident when the dealer stormed across the street and pulled a knife out on us. Oh, so they like they had to be they was on behind they was behind time. Yeah. They didn't make their drops. I don't think they even I think this was on the way to make drops and then this crazy thing happened and they just were like, Hey Andrew, we're gonna meet back up with you and kinda regroup. So he's like, Nobody got anything. Yeah. But I mean for like the person he was going to, that could that could seem it's shady. Seem, uh, yeah, it's yeah, shady. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? Where is, do you have the drug still? What do you mean? Police. Yeah. Did the police take my drug? You know, so this guy, is a, he's, and he's a drug dealer. Yeah. Crazy. He threatened us and told us to get the fuck away. Uh-oh. At the time, I didn't know the details of what, it, what had him so keyed up. But knowing what I know now, he had some people from a city down south looking for him. And his heavy use of drugs, meth included, had him extremely paranoid and on the edge. Mm. We couldn't get a hold of Andrew for hours. And when we finally did, the news wasn't great. The dealer ended up pulling a gun out on Andrew and accusing him of, of selling him out because they didn't get the drugs to wherever they were supposed to get to, I'm guessing. Wow. So, the, so now Andrew's got a gun in his face. He's being accused of selling them out. Uh, that was enough for all of us and the boys ending that relationship with the dealer. There was some divine intervention there because he and his ring got arrested later on. According to Andrew, he said a lot of different things. And the whole reason he moved to our town was because his relationship in the nearest metro area had all soured. So he was like a probably running, up, running off on that plug. Yeah. Um, while some of that may be sad, the saddest part is what we found out happened the next day with all of that emergency response. At the same time we had our emergency for the Dodge that flipped in the road, a group of high school girls were fatally injured. Andrew's girlfriend knew the girls, but it was also all over MySpace, Facebook, the paper, and the talk of the town. The time we were headed into town was the same time block that the local high school was out for lunch. These poor girls were hit by a wrong way truck driving driver speeding on the main street. Damn. They were on their way back to campus when they, when they were struck in a geo Metro. Those cars were basically coke. Small car, right? Yeah, exactly. Those, they were driving the geo Metro. A truck hit their Geo Metro. Jeez. And it was driving the wrong way. So they were driving normal speed. That truck's driving normal speed. Man. Probably just blew through them. Really tragic. They were on their way back to campus in a Geo Metro. Those cars were basically the Coke cans on wheels and no match for anything even slightly bigger. Hell no. Five of them were in the vehicle. Two of them passed away. And the other three girls were gravely injured. This accident was horrific and, and obviously took precedent over our incident that miraculously had only minor injuries. Hearing that story, that was enough for me, enough for Jack, and enough for all of us. We stopped talking to the dealer, and Andrew and his girlfriend followed suit. That was the time I got a glimpse of what it might be like in the real world, and my bubble was burst. It was all fun and games until we ran into that guy, but in a way, I'm grateful that, while things could have been worse, we got out when we did. It felt like a slippery slope, but when you're 17, you're dumb and think you're invincible. I didn't even have that kind of involvement. I was just the third person that could hook, that could hook people up and rode along from time to time. Okay, you should make some little sales and stuff like that. It's, yeah, it's like you being a little edgy, a little bad, until shit gets, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, shit gets too real, then it's not edgy and bad anymore. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait, where's my, where's my parents? <laughs> you know? Um, thank you for the laughs, the tears, the honesty, and the town halls. This podcast is doing great work, and I can't wait to see what y'all do in the future. Love, Momo. Peace. Momo, that was a great story. Interesting. I love a good story of, like, dumb shit you did when you were a kid. Those are hard, Those are hard to beat, too.
Because we've all been there. You're not alone. Now, me and Fran didn't do anything dumb like that. We weren't selling drugs, but, you know, we had our moments. We did some dumb shit, but, you know, you, you, uh, you survive, and then it just is a funny story eventually. And I'm fine with that. Affirmative Murder is brought to you by My Life in a Book. With Mother's Day right around the corner, I just know you guys are thinking about a truly special gift for your mom. But let me tell you about a pretty priceless gift. MyLifeInABook.com It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book that you could pass down from generation to generation, which I think is a pretty awesome memento to leave behind. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. Your mother or the mother can either type her response or record her voice. MyLifeInABook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It would be like preserving her voice and her stories for all of eternity. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories, and this is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm in the middle of my MyLifeInABook.com journey, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I've been asking some pretty thought-provoking and funny questions, and... You know, I'm excited to see the response, but I'm also just excited to have the physical book in my hands and know that I can look back on it in 20, 30 years. The interface is super user-friendly. The questions are super easy to set up. It's a breeze of a process. So what I need you to do is check out mylifeinabook.com. That's mylifeinabook.com. And use code AMP. That's A-M as in Mother's Day. P at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for the mom in your life this Mother's Day. One more time, that's mylifeinabook.com. Use code AMP for 10% off today. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. We're going to move on to another email from... MJ, the title is TFTH times two. Okay. Oh, you're getting a little two for one special here. Alvin and Fran, love the pod. Let's just get to it. I go by MJ. Yes, you can use this. And I have a handful of T's from the H where I found myself on the periphery of weird shit. One of them actually involves shit, but it's super gross. So maybe some other time. Anyway, Here's a quick t- here's a quick two tales. All right, I Wait, mean, so the one I, with shit is not being told. Or? The one with the shit's not being told. Oh, it's not. Listen, man. it's not. It's not uh, too gross. Send that one in. Yeah, you know, follow up, update. I'll read that one. The shit one. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Northeast Oregon, and when I was a kid, a woman named Dana Dumars was murdered in the merrily named Candy Cane Park. 
The day her body was found, investigators de descended on the park to look for evidence, including the murder weapon, which was determined to be a small hatchet. They dug up a giant patch of dirt and grass, but they didn't find the hatchet until months later at the house across the street from the park. There was a scar in the park's grass field from the digging for years afterward, and everyone referred to it as Hatchet Park from that day forward. Kids are awesome. First twist here is that the day the police were digging up the park, I burned myself pretty bad at my grandparents' house, and they rushed me across, to, or across town to my own home. I was laying down in the back seat whining in misery. As we drove by the park, I sat up just long enough to see the officers working out there in the rain. But since I had no idea what they were doing at that point, I laid back down. I have no idea why I sat up just then, but the memory has stayed with me ever since. I mean, sometimes you just get a feeling. A man was eventually tried and convicted for the murders, for the murder. But the case was overturned on appeal. During the appeal, the man was represented by now author Philip Margolin, whose novel, The Burning Man, is very loosely based on this case. The man still lives here in town, and the case has officially been reopened as a cold case. Mm. Final twist. My partner and I took our five-year-old son to Candy Cane slash Hatchet Park for the first time a couple years ago, and as he ran around playing, he looked off into the distance, made a reference to the dead girl, and ran off while his dad and I stared at each other. No words. I'm telling you, man, kids be knowing. They be having like premonitions and shit and seeing ghosts and stuff. Kids are scary. <laughs> Second tale involves a young woman named Brooke Wilberger being abduct abducted from Corvallis, Oregon, and subsequently murdered. One of Brooke's older sisters and I went to grade school together, and on occasion I would spend the night or help the babysitter or help the sister babysit the younger siblings, including Brooke. The last time I remember seeing Brooke before her family moved from the area, she was a toddler with a pacifier. The next thing I know, I'm reading an article in our local paper about her going missing in 2004 at 19 years old. Gut punch. We were just speaking about this off air, off air about how time flies and you look back and kids yeah. that you knew when they were kids are having having kids and yeah. all this shit. That's a weird thing to see. But imagine babysitting somebody at a young age and then finding out that like they're dead. Yeah. You know, when you remember them being like a baby. Yeah. So that's man, that's mm. that's that's rough. I followed the story closely and couldn't help but tune in every time I saw Brooke's parents and siblings on TV. Her case was featured on 2020 on ID along with Maura Murray's as well as on the case with Paula Zahn. Her whole family was so incredibly gracious during interviews and, su and just such nice people in general that I bawled in the parking lot at work the day I heard that Brooke had been recovered after a plea agreement was made with the D-bag who killed her. Wow. Final twist to this story. My 19-year-old daughter who lived in Corvallis for a short time a few years ago and it was the worst few months of my life i was constantly texting her things like watch your back be aware of your surroundings no earbuds while walking and encouraged her to stay home and not go out and do <laughs> not go out and do anything it's like i'm 19 years old yeah i'm trying to go out and do something i was never more grateful for her sloppy dressing habits uh I was never more grateful for her sloppy dressing habits, inherited bitchy resting face, and general antisocial tendencies than during those months. So I guess she's like, actually, my daughter didn't want to go anywhere. So I just would remind her, don't go anywhere. Yeah. But she didn't want to do it anyway. 
She has since come to her senses and moved back closer to her mama. Winky face. That's all for now, y'all. Thanks for all you do. Take care. MJ. MJ, thank you for those two quick stories. What a wild and crazy town you live in. But we appreciate that. And uh, I'm happy that your daughter's a little closer to mama these days. Yeah. That's always good. You know, just, I'm sure it's hard to cut the cord. Can't relate. Don't know anything about that. You know, Fran, Max isn't going anywhere. He's a uh, child. Yeah. Sophia's a child as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's not it's something to look forward to, huh? Well, Max is like, I want to move to Hollywood, Dad. I want to fo- follow my dreams. No. <laughs> Stay here. Ain't happening. Stay. I don't I don't I can't think watch so. you. I can't watch over you in Hollywood. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not moving to Hollywood. That's what you say to him. I'm like, well, I can't move to Hollywood, <laughs> so you can't go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna change things up a bit. This one sound this one sounds interesting based on the title, and I'm excited to read it. Uh this is from a listener named Bree, who has uh reached out and uh, messages before a long time listener awesome person and the title of this is weed demons weed demons weed demons so uh this one starts off with howdy submitted a story before but just thought i'd share about some weird out-of-body experiences i had after smoking the devil's lettuce that scarred me forever so one time i was in the woods with my two friends and we got this bright idea to smoke an entire blunt We started smoking and spray painting trees and leaves, throwing rocks and sticks into the water. You know, dumb teenager shit. And the blunt kept going around. Soon after, about four hits in, I realized I couldn't feel anything. That's some good shit. Anyway, no, bad story. Bad weed demons. (laughs) I was numb, but I didn't want to let my friends know because they would have made it worse by teasing me or calling me a pussy for being a lightweight. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, what kind of friends do you have? That's your first thought that you have is like, if I tell them that I'm... Oh, memory unlocked. Oh my God. One time, Bree, side note, sorry. One time, I went to a predominantly white high school in the second half of high school, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hanging out with two friends who were my good friends. They were cool dudes. Never had any issues like this. I might have told you the story when we were young when it happened, but it's been a while and I just remembered that it happened. So I went over to their house and uh, my friend, who I won't say his name, not for any reason in particular, but you know, whatever, his dad was out of town. So we're like drinking scotch, smoking weed. Um, and I, this was the, this was the night I realized like, oh, I can't smoke and drink at the same time. Keep in mind, I'm like 17, 18 years old, early on in life to learn this lesson, but I got the spins from the smoking and the drinking. They go in the, they go, we go back in the house because we're all on the deck and they put in Grand Theft Auto, the one where the guy's like Ukrainian for i don't know was in like in new york yeah where they like you you could drink in the game and the this was when they first had the most the motion physics was like new if you get hit by the car your whole body yeah everything was like new and like it was like crazy but the game if you've never played it before which i hadn't it was hard to see because like if you get drunk they make the screen does a thing and like yeah Yeah, so it made me dizzy watching them play the game Mm. and i got up i was like i'll be right back fellas and I went in the kitchen. I mean, I went in the bathroom and opened the door. As soon as I opened the door, I threw up on the uh, mirror, in the, uh, in the yeah. sink, on the floor. Yeah. Threw up everywhere, right? So now I'm in there mad long, right? I'm cleaning up, spraying, you know, and I'm 17, so I know I didn't clean everything up. Yeah. They found like a, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Is that spaghetti? Like in a corner somewhere <laughs> the next day. And I'm sure it smelled like throw up in there because yeah. I threw up everywhere but in the toilet. Um, but then <laughs> when I come out, they're like, hey, man, let's go for a drive. Yeah. Bro. Wow. We get in the, yeah, they were adventurous. Very irresponsible. Yeah, super irresponsible. <laughs> Young and dumb. You know how it goes. They drive me to, they drive us to like the water mm-hmm. on a, like a, a, on a dock. 
And I'm high and drunk and I'm like confused. And then like in my mind, like when I'm looking back, it's like dark and windy and none of the trees have leaves on them. It's just yeah. like, it's just like scary trees and it's windy and the moon's full. Yeah. And they're like, let's go down by the water. We walk, we're walking down and we get down there and we're looking around and shit like that. And the wind is blowing and shit. And then like, I was, I was like drunk and high. So I was a little behind them. Mm -hmm. And then when I get up to them, they're standing there on the dock. And then I like, they're talking to each other when I'm walking up. It was like, yeah, man, like, wouldn't it be wild if we just like threw somebody in the water right now? It'd be crazy. What? Right. Right. But I'm playing it cool. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you the only black? <laughs> yeah, they're white. I didn't know if I added that part. Right. So I'm oh, immediately. I'm like, what the fuck? I bought my fists up. And yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck are they talking about? I'm like, I'm like, ha no, that's crazy. That'd be crazy. What are you talking about? That's crazy. And they were like, ha yeah, anyway, man, let's get out of here. And then yeah. we just left. So they might have wanted, they might have thought about, they might have thought about murdering they me that might. night. And we went on to continue to be great friends and never really addressed that again. But I was like, I didn't really know why we came down there. In my mind, I'm sure I'm over-exaggerating. I'm sure we hung out there for like another 15 minutes yeah, and yeah. probably smoked. And on, But in my mind, it was like, we could have just did this at the house. Yeah. We didn't need to come down to this dock to smoke weed. We could have just smoked weed at your house. Yeah. But- Anyway, maybe they realized that like, <laughs> like I don't think be, I don't think we can. Too, you may be too big. So yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't think we can take him on that. I don't think we can commit this murder tonight. So that's, I don't know. <laughs> the world may never know, but I almost got uh, tossed in a lake, maybe possibly in the middle of the dark night. Fucking murder. What if we throw somebody? In? <laughs> no, that's crazy. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. What nah. if we just? Threw? I was like, yeah, right. Wouldn't that be crazy? My fists were balled. I was like, yeah, well, that'd be crazy, right? I'm fucking, I'll hit him first. And, I'll hit him. <laughs> and I don't know if they saw it on my face, but you they saw were like, him quick. Huh? He sobered up. Oh, what? <laughs> no, the spins went away. I was like, yeah, right. What are you? What are we talking about? What? And they were like, <laughs> anyway, man, let's get out of here. Like, like, they, like, like, like <laughs> I think they saw like either, either, either the whole thing was like a prank that they wanted to pull on me, and yeah. they saw that I was not laughing, <laughs> and were like, <laughs> no, man, let's go ahead and get out of here. Or they thought they were gonna kill me, and yeah. were like, no, it's not, he might be a tough hang. This guy might be a tough out for us, and they just changed their minds. And he was trying to get you drunk. And, to murder and me I throw you in Yeah So I wouldn't fight back And it just Something snapped at me I woke right the fuck up You know So hey man Watch who you smoke and drink with And that's to breathe She's It was smoking. all a setup. Yeah it was all a trick man I'd go, Yeah drink more scotch oh, Have man. some Smoke some more weed But what if he was like Let's throw Jeff in the water What would you would have done? Throw who? Jeff like the other Oh person. the other One yeah, of the other people yeah. I wouldn't have been like Yeah let's commit a murder tonight What are you no, talking about how, do you re like, how would you react I would have been like What are you guys talking about man Are you guys trying to kill somebody tonight I'm gonna go let me out the car, man. I was there. It came out of me. <laughs> Let me out the car, man. <laughs> so, so anyway, so oh, Bree's in the woods getting high with her friends. And her first thought is, I don't want to tell them that I'm scared right now because they'll do negative things. Yeah. So we got to watch who you smoke weed around. So after she had her fears and kept inside that she was numb, her friends then proceeded to make matters worse by telling a story about a homeless man that lives in a tent in the woods that we were standing in. I was scared shitless and had to take a break. Just then, my friends took off running, leaving me in the woods, thinking it was funny. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm triggered now after the story I just told. They, they just left her in the woods. She already was panicking and couldn't feel her body. And now her friends just take off. Leave her. It's not funny, it's man. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked up, man. I was panicking at this point with anxiety on 100. Fuck. I tried to run, too, but I could feel myself floating out of my body like Danny Phantom ghost mode floating. Okay, reference. Mm. Um, Go back. Also, this is some good shit. Uh, anyway, me, man. That's too good. That's not. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I can't feel. I can't run. Yeah, I can't run. How do you enjoy that? Well, I'm not a person who wants to go out in the woods and skip rocks when I'm high. Anyway, I mean, that's not. That's not my thing. I want to be on the couch. But not to be able to feel your body though. No, that's crazy. You feel like you're floating. That's terrifying. Like a ghost. 
that's uh, that's, that's that's scary. Uh, she said, like, I just I felt like a soul just moving through the. Through the <laughs> I felt like a soul just moving through the trees. Mm. I ended up getting to the main street and coming out of the woods where my friends waited. I was so scared. I started shaking and my heart was beating so fast and hard. I made it home, but the whole time I wanted to cry because I was so high, I thought I was dead. Floating around as a ghost. I went straight to my mom's room and sat on her bed for an hour, and she never really acknowledged me, and I never and I just kept looking at my hands to see if I was alive. <laughs> I went to bed and fell asleep and woke up still high. Damn. Damn. Mm. Just trying to concentrate on breathing. I literally panicked for hours until I started to come down and fall asleep again. The next morning, I was awakened to a pitch black room, and I saw what I thought was a Dementor from Harry Potter trying to take my soul. <sighs> this is some good shit, friend. I was like, "This is some good hallucinations with the weed." That's that ooh wee. This is the, this is that ooh wee. Oh, this is that man. stay off the weed. <laughs> Damn hallucinations. Uh, so she thought she saw a Dementor. She was running weird though, right? If and you we, can't feel your legs, you're running like kicking your legs out to the side, arms are down. Like Bambi. By your, yeah, she look nuts. <laughs> I'm sure she looked nuts. But no, seeing the Dementors from Harry Potter taking your soul off the ooey, that's crazy. Going to sleep and waking never, up still high? Never trying that again. No, that's crazy. Keep that strain to yourself. So she saw a Dementor, she thought. I started screaming and grabbing my blanket in a frenzy. Swinging for my life because I wasn't sure what was going on. And then I heard my mom's voice saying, it's mommy, it's mommy. And then my brain fog cleared and it was my mom coming to say goodbye before her vacation. So she, she, thought, her mom, she thought her mom was a demon from a witch movie. <laughs> and then she, when she shook out of it, the demon turned into her mom. It's like, yeah. what the hell is wrong with you? Wake up. Like, <laughs> so now you're embarrassed because you're like, I already went to my mom's room and stared at my hands for an hour. Your mom knew what was up. Yeah, I've been in this situation too. I come home high and I'm like, Yo, what's for dinner? And she's like, are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm good. What are you guys watching? Judge yeah. Mathis? All right, I'm going to go go to sleep. It's 6 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to go take a nap. Your mom, moms know. Moms oh, know. Of yeah, moms know what's up. Uh, so, yeah. Her, so, she awakens and realizes her mom. The brain fog cleared, and she was coming to say goodbye before her vacation. She kept asking, what's wrong? And I just said, you scared me. Like, what the fuck? I'm sure she didn't say that. <laughs> but I hope you didn't say that. I legit stopped smoking for months after that. Months isn't that long to have an experience like this. I might have stopped smoking weed altogether. Yeah. That's a bad experience. Anyway, um, so she le uh, legit stopped smoking weed for months after that. And now, I, now that I think of, of it, the weed was probably laced for me to had be to so be. gone that long. Had to be. Anyways, don't do drugs, LOLs. Thanks for the read, Bree. Fun one, wild one, made me reminisce. Hey, Bree, five stars all, all around on that story. Thank you very much. Um, it's dangerous, man. Yeah, man. Stay off the weed. Uh, AffirmativeMurder at gmail.com. Folks, if you have any stories like the one we just read from Bree or the other ones we read in this episode or whatever you think is interesting and we should hear about, get it into us. We would love to hear from you guys. Again, um, we're also, I also would like to start doing Tales from the Hood updates. So if you are somebody that sent in a message before and you would like to send an update on something that maybe you heard us ask about on here, follow-up questions, or after we read your story, we asked questions that weren't answered. Like, for example, bending the crest on the um, runny kind or whatever that thing was. I don't know what that was. Please let us get back to us on that one. We'd love to hear what that means. Don't know that, but anything like that, 
Tales from the Hood update. That would be great to hear. Um, Affirmative Murder at Gmail one more time. Please get them in. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you guys so much for giving us a platform in many ways, not just this, but just the stuff that we do. It's been really cool. We have t- lots of ton of, of cool experiences because of this, and it's just really awesome. Fran, before we get out of here, let them know. Always be on the lookout. And stay off the ooey. 